Second Kings chapter 7, we're going to go right to the word of the Lord. Let's read it together in concert. Ready? Read. And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. But they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syria, behold, there was no man there. We've just read the text. I want to give you a quick overview, and I'm going to plow this way first because I need to be relevant on the other side. So an overview of this story is very important. In chapter 6 of this same book, Benadad, the king of Syria, gathered armies and so his entire army and surrounded Samaria. As a result of that siege, there was great famine in the land of Samaria. The famine had became so dire that the people began to engage in cannibalism. The scripture says that there were four lepers outside the gate. They said, if we sit here, we're going to die. If we go into the city, there's great famine in the city. People in there are trading parts of animals and eating one another. They say, we will surely die if we go in there. So they said, we're going to venture into the Syrian camp. If they save us alive, then God be praised. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So as a result, we have to make a decision. Now, there are three sides to change, and I want to give them to you. Number one, change means to move from. That change could be geographically or geographical. It could be positional. Geographical means to move from one place to another. Two, positional meaning there's a change possibly in role. Three, a mindset, a change in the way we think. For the lepers, for their position to change, they had to make a decision to leave from outside of the gates to enter into the camp of the Syrian. Everybody say change. change. Everybody say geographical. geographical. Positional represents a role. These three lepers went from being outcasts to becoming heroes. Positional change, change in role. Their mindset and thinking had to change. They went from a victim's mentality to a victor's mentality. Now, the second side to change is a metamorphosis. In the Greek, the word is metamorpho which means a complete change. And for the purpose of my teaching, I wrote down a, a complete change in, write this down, in form, 
Number two, in nature. Number three, in character. A caterpillar changes from a caterpillar to a butterfly. A complete metamorphosis takes place in that caterpillar's life. His form changes as a result of his ability now to fly instead of crawling on branches his nature has to change number three he has to get to different places for him to be sustained so his entire character must be adjusted the third side to change is an exchange make a note an exchange means to replace with another to trade places to move into a different area. Now this could be this exchange could be for something better or for something different. Example, if you are thirsty or you need a snack, you approach a vending machine. You have change in your pocket. But you are thirsty and so you need a can of soda or a bottle of water. The vending machine has, excuse me, the vending machine has what you need. If you are going to get what the vending machine has, an exchange must happen. You must be willing to give up what you have to get what the vending machine has. If you don't give up what you have currently and make an exchange, you will never get either something different or possibly something better, you see. The struggle with us sometimes is this. We want to keep what we have. And still get what the vending machine has. Now I'm talking now I'm not talking about soda machines now. I'm talking about your life. We want to stay where we are. Stay how we are. Keep what we have and still get what we want. This is the struggle with tithing. This is the struggle with tithing. Folks say, I can't give up some money because I need some money. We are trying to find a way to get God's blessings without giving up what we have, but for you to get what God has for you, an exchange is necessary. He says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Which teaches me that there is no reaping without someone touching everybody and telling them, you have to give it up. You have to give it up. Right? <laughs> Write this down. I want you to have this as a nugget. It's a nugget in my walk of faith, and I think it will bless you as well. Write this down. If I can give it up, I can have it all. If I can make that exchange, I can have it all. Now, I want to give you three facts about change. Number one, change is possible. Make a note, change is possible. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Change, change is possible. Is possible.
turn to the person on the other side who might be sleeping. Say, neighbor, change is possible. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23 says, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe it. That's good. If we go back to the text, 2 Kings chapter 7, I told you that in verse 1 that Elisha prophesied that in 24 hours that the famine would cease and that prosperity would come to the land. I did not tell you the full story because in verse 2, the Bible says one of the king's lords said to the prophet, and I'll paraphrase, he says, even if, God, even if God, prophet, would open up the windows of heaven, he could not resolve this kind of famine. The prophet responded and says, the situation, the economic condition is going to change in 24 hours. He says, you will see it, but you will not experience it. I want to talk to you about that. Once the news got back, that the famine had ceased and that food and wine and clothing was available, that the king appointed this same officer to be the one to monitor the crowd to go into the city and partake of the abundance. The Bible said that the people were so anxious that they trampled the unbelieving officer to death. He got to see it, but he never got a chance to partake of it, for they trampled him to death with their feet. But I want to, I want to tell you, I, I don't believe it was their feet that killed him. It was his unbelief that killed him. I, I want to tell you something while I'm teaching this morning. Be careful of unbelief. Now, I don't have a lot of time to spend on this, so let me speed this up a little bit. There are many people in the body of Christ that are dying. Now, he died a physical death. The death I'm talking to you about is a death of separation. If you don't believe that peace is yours, you will be separated from peace. Because that's all death is, the separation of body and spirit. Spirit leaves the body, body falls to the floor and it dies. Separation. Say separation. If you don't believe that Jesus has come, that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly, one translation says, have it in abundance to the full, till it overflows. If you don't believe that, you'll be separated from that. I want to tell you this morning, maybe the thing that's killing you is unbelief. That's all I have time for for that. Touch your neighbor and tell him, did you hear what Pastor said? The second fact about change, the second fact about change, make a note, change is a part of God's plan. Turn with me to Isaiah 43, please. Change is a part of God's plan. Isaiah 43 and verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Everyone say, new thing. Sometimes God cannot do a new thing in, in us because we refuse to change from the old thing. If God says he's going to do a new thing and a new thing is not being done in you, must be, not, it's not because God is not able to do the new thing. It might be because you refuse to let go of the old thing. 
That's all I have time for that. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now watch this. It shall spring forth. Watch this. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? He says, I will even make a way in the wilderness. Everybody say wilderness. Let me just uh, exegete that for a brief moment. Everybody say wilderness. Wilderness speaks of a low place in your life. A place in your life where you're going through things that you never thought you would go through. A place in your life where you find yourself down and out. God says in spite of the condition, in spite of the famine that you face, in spite of the storms in your life, in spite of the situations you've had to deal with and are dealing with, God says in the midst of the famine, He said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Even in the midst of... <laughs> now watch this. This becomes tough now because faith kicks in right here. Most times when God speaks to us, you must always understand that God is never talking to us about our present condition. God is always talking about our future. We should take a page out of God's book and stop judging people for where they are now and start talking to people and calling them, calling those things that are not as though they were. God says, I'm going to do a new thing even in the wilderness. And then he says, and rivers. Rivers represents a flow. Anytime you see water and rivers in the Bible, that's always a good thing. It's a place of blessing. The Bible said he is our well. When you hear the word well, well represents source. He says, I'm going to be your source, your river, even in the desert. That means even in a dry place. Even in a place where there's no moisture. God says, I'm going to do a new thing. That's why he says there are, there's higher heights. Deeper depths. That's why, that's why the Bible says, add to your faith. God cannot give you everything at once. He's an evolutionary God. He's too big. He's too much to handle at one sitting. Ephesians 2 and verse 7 says, It will take the ages for us to understand God. He can't give you all that at one shot. So that means you have to have the ability to change because change is a part of God's plan for your life. See, the struggle with change. Everybody said change. change. This is critical and I want to take a few minutes to anchor this down. See, 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 change is important to our walk of faith. If we are not able to change, we will miss God. Moses couldn't change. God came to Moses and said, speak to the rock. In fact, he came to him first and said, strike the rock. Yes. Moses strikes the rock. The water flows. The people's thirst is quenched. God comes back to Moses and says, now, I want you to speak to the rock. Moses turns around and strikes the rock again. Moses could not change. As a result, he was not able to enter. He saw the promised land. Much like the Syrian captain or, or chancellor who, who, who was not able to believe God enough to do what he said. And he saw the blessings, but he never experienced it. 
that whole process with Moses, it was not just about speaking to the rock and striking the rock. No, Moses, as a man of God, in his actions was working out the eternal plan of salvation for man. When he struck the rock the first time, Jesus is the rock. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 that Jesus is that rock. He's the one and that we did drink from the well. See. So when Moses, when God spoke to Moses and told Moses to now strike the rock and Moses turn around and, and, and oh, to speak to the rock and Moses struck the rock a second time, the shadow lied on the reality. See, the shadow, Old Testament. He was walking out a New Testament truth. So when he smote the rock the second time, instead of speaking to it, his actions suggested that Christ would have to be crucified twice. See, do you see that? In other words, the shadow lied on the reality. My shadow up here on the stage should never, rely, should never lie. Whatever my shadow is doing, I better be doing. If you see my shadow doing something else, then what I'm doing is time to leave. See? The shadow can never lie on the reality. See, and the ability, his inability to be able to change cost him. I want to say something to you this morning. Your inability to change is going to cost you. If you're not able to move with God, you're going to miss God. Abraham, thank you Lord. Abraham, God said to Abraham, take your son Isaac up to Mount Moriah and offer him up as a burnt sacrifice. Abraham obeys God, takes his boy up to the mountain, stretches him out on the altar, lifts up the knife to kill him and God speaks to him again and says, stay thine hand. If Abraham would have had... If Abraham did not possess the ability to change, Abraham would have killed the promise. Some people's promises in their walk of faith is dying because of their inability to change. I'm going to go one deeper. Can I go deeper? Jonathan could not change. That was Jonathan's problem. Jonathan's uh, father was Saul. And he followed Saul for a long time. That's his dad. But over time, the anointing left Saul's life because of disobedience. Jonathan, his son, knew that the glory had left his father. He knew. On the, because Let me tell you how he knew. Because he told his friend David that my father has a spirit. And he, and he wants to kill you, David. Jonathan knew the anointing had left his father. On the other hand, Jonathan knew that David was the anointed man of God for that season. Oh, I wish I had time to talk about season. And Jonathan knew that. But because of Jonathan's inability to change, he stayed with Saul. And that decision killed him for when Saul died he died with Saul and I want to tell somebody under the sound of my voice there's going to come a time in every person's walk of faith where you have to make a Jonathan decision yeah I'm telling you right now hear this man of God there's going to come a time in your walk of faith where you have to make a Jonathan decision and you're going to have to be liquid enough to be able to say God when the cloud moves I'm moving with it 
because I will not sit here and die. What a blessing it was to bring that word to you. I believe that if you work the word, the word will work for you. I am Paul B. Mitchell. Be blessed.